find a, a name for a full house fan. Like, what kind of name would that be? Like, Lausian? A full houseian? <laughs> that sounds German for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Lausian. A tannerd. A tan. Oh, well hey. done, Justin. Well done. Tell me we're recording. Nope. We are recording, so it's working. And, and so you yeah, just, you just fade into the discussion. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you are catching us uh, at, during Great Full House Discussion. This is a Tribute Games podcast. It's, it's a podcast made by uh, people working mostly at Tribute Games in Montreal. We make uh, independent games and uh, this is pretty much what we usually talk about when we make our show. Uh, speaking to you right now is me, uh, Yannick Belzil. I'm a writer and a social media manager for Tribute Games. I'm Dumb2D. I'm a game designer. Um, I'm Andy. I'm a programmer. Uh, Justin, animator game design. I'm Carl Kirschel. I'm a comic book artist who works upstairs. Nice. And way in the back, we have Stefan. From the Shadows. From the Shadows as our audience, uh, who's our general artist. <laughs> He's our peanut gallery. He's our, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's up, guys? What's up? Doing good. We got the return of Carl. I'm so yeah. happy Woo! to be back. I listened to the last two episodes while I was slaving away on comic books upstairs. But it was what I do. You have to come back. I do. I, yeah. well, I'm. I was really sorry. I missed the 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 one from last week because it was super dev heavy. Mm. Oh. Devy. Yeah, it's weird when you're not there because we're we're just talking and it seems really boring to us. But we don't have your your precise questions. No, and all I that. love it's it. Weird. I can't get enough of that stuff. More dev corner. Except there will be more dev corner, and it might, it might be like an actual dev uh, square because there will no, there will be a circle because there won't be corners anymore. Anyways, mm. <laughs> this is great. Just to start it off, uh, have you guys been playing anything interesting uh, recently? Uh, since last week, no. But two games, or one came out today and one tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Shantae and the Pirates Curse came out today, but I can't download it, so I have to wait till I get home. Who made that? Uh, way forward. They're really awesome. They're out of California, and that's sort of like their flagship game. So this is like been in development for a while. It's a nice 2D platformer. And then um, something you might like is uh, Fantasy Life. It's made by Level Five. Oh yeah. The reviews are not that great though. Well, they say it's slow and boring. Oh wait a minute! I saw screenshots of this while yeah, I was great. playing Nino Kuni. I okay. Was looking at other level five stuff, I saw. Yeah, what kind of what kind of game is it though? Mm, looks like some kind of uh, adventure RPG type thing, but you can like master a lot of different job classes and things. Like you can be like a tailor or just yeah. like a merchant or something. A lot of the jobs are seem to be really repetitive, like like hammering weapons or. Uh, You're telling me being like a a, a shoesmith uh, is boring. <laughs> Well, it, it might be in that game. That's yeah. the thing. Is there's there's the hero that runs around and hit monsters, but there's also the the blacksmith that just hits a weapon yeah. and sort of a rhythm mini game or something. So I don't know. It, it sounds like cool, it, but it was riffing pretty heavily on the Miyazaki influence. Yes. From Nino Kuni. Like stylistically, it looked kind of yeah. a lot like. Oh, that. the look of it is great. Yeah. yeah. And the music is also fantastic. And it was already out in Japan, so it kind yeah. of proved its worth. And, <laughs> yeah. What is that on? Uh, 3ds. All right. So yeah, and it's like a full price game too so I'm gonna download that tonight i just started playing um because i didn't have time to play much of anything and i got tired of pokemon which i will go back to but i'm now i'm playing um dragon's crown mm. it's hmm. a cross-play game because i you know like it's vanillaware yeah it yeah um i never i didn't really play like muramasa or odin spear i oh, had them all yeah, are awesome. they good yeah. um I have them because anyway, uh, Dragon's Crown was free on PS Plus, so I grabbed it because yeah. I think the look of all their stuff is amazing. Like I don't even know how they, yeah, how they achieve that that two D animated. It looks like puppets. Yeah, like 
At times, magic. It, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> magic and puppet animation. Anyway, so I'm playing. I'm playing Dragon's Crown on the PS Vita, but I just I'm only like half an hour into it. It's it's weird because I played it on PS3 uh, this week, just uh, like out of the blue. Uh, and I think it's good, but it's how is it on the Vita? Because there's a lot of stuff happening on screen, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> What I've noticed, it's because the game's identical, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yes, I'm not. I haven't played a ton of it, but I noticed that. I mean, other, I, it looks perfect on the Vita. Mm -hmm. I don't see that it'd be a ton different playing it handheld than on the screen. But I noticed like the levels are really short. It almost feels mm -hmm. like a mobile game. Yeah, like, those mm -hmm. those levels are so short, and it's really loot driven, like way more than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, for those that might not know, it's a it's a beat 'em up basically with the uh, fantasy characters. Mm -hmm. Um, RPG elements, RPG elements, heavy loot system, and yeah, yeah. like a ton of stats. Yeah. Uh, I played it on Vita, and in some areas I had some minor slowdowns, mm -hmm. but it, it was still like a pretty good experience. Like I didn't really notice anything wrong with it. Yeah, but it never, to you, it never felt like there was too much happening on screen or anything, right? Like it mm -hmm. all seemed pretty crisp. I, put, yeah. I played with two players, and it was it was really hard to follow oh, what yeah. was going on. Huh. And four, yeah. it's just like unreadable. Oh, no. It's just oh, a yeah. mass of numbers. Can you take because? Um, I wasn't sure. Like when you you can you find these skeleton piles, yeah. these levels, and you can take them and resurrect them. Can you take their stuff? Their stuff. You, like oh. you can hire these guys to come and join you because yeah. I'm playing single player. You can resurrect these other old these heroes and they'll come and fight with you. But can you just loot their corpse, like loot their <laughs> gear, and then bury them? Thing? I don't think. I, well, I think you could take their loot, but I think it's always a little bit like worse than what you've got. So it's like the people are always like a couple levels lower than you maybe. It's been a while. I know, I know there's a me mechanic where you can bury the bones yeah. and you get a random item maybe. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But it that's explain a lot. No. <laughs> I guess like at a certain point like you pretty much bury everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you just have way too many so I, I tried playing with no helpers because it, it felt less confusing, but they gave you helpers anyway. Yeah, I, I removed <laughs> them all from the slots, but they, they just drop into the yeah, screen. They're just like, hey, hi. There's so, an option to like disable them okay. completely. But, I think yeah. I might do that because it's just too confusing. Yeah, and the later levels, I think you pretty much have to like get rid of them because they're too stupid and yeah. they just make you fail the missions. How long is the game? Um, it's like if you just breeze through it, I think it's probably like. Eight hours. Oh, okay. I think I sunk in like 40 because yeah. you have all these quests stuff. and all that stuff. The new, new game plus is just a bunch of random missions, right? Like, yeah. So Now, a very important question. Which character are you playing? I'm playing the female barbarian. Like yeah. the Amazon? Yeah, it's the, the Amazon. Yeah. The yeah. Butt, butt cheeks. Yeah, the butt cheeks. So she's got a really weird walk cycle. Yes. Yeah. That's really strange. I like all those designs. Of yeah. Like they're all great. The dwarf is really great. Yeah. Just super yeah. massive and yeah. like... That game took a lot of shit for... It's like controversial sexuality, right? Yeah, it's got these overly sexualized characters, but I mean, I, that's well, just the way. It, yeah. Like the, the 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 player characters are not so bad. I don't think so, like because it fits the universe. But some of the um, cutscene screens, mm -hmm. like sometimes there's just a a, a, oh, yeah. a, a wounded knight that's that is uh, like on the floor and she's wounded, but she's like <laughs> wide open and half naked. Okay. It's uh, I no, it's, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the, I mean, whoever's, uh, do you know the name of the guy who's... George Kamatani? That's, he's yeah. the main designer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And game designer? Too? I think so. He does, like, the art. Like, he's an old guy from Capcom, mm -hmm. so he does, like, you know, some of the art, but he's definitely the guy that's, like, more he's, on the game design side of he's it. He's the venue award guy. Like, yeah, yeah, basically. That's, anyway, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. And I also love that um, as you complete quests, you, you get paintings. 
Yeah, that's cool. And it's a really neat reward system. And it's like from a bunch of different yeah, artists. Yeah, they're all awesome. Every New Year's Day, uh, or close to around it, he always does like the, the New Year's co- uh, Day card or whatever for Vanillaware. It's just like something I look forward to like nice. every year. It's like, mm-hmm. what did George come up with? And it's always these like super detailed, like, you know, multi-armed whatever. It's just great. Yeah, that guy's got such a good style. That's what I'm playing. I also want to mention, I haven't played this yet, but I, but today I just downloaded, uh, The Last Express for the Mac. Have you, have you guys ever played that? Is that the old adventure game? It's an old Jordan Mechner adventure game. Yeah. And apparently, I've been listening to a lot of Idle Thumbs mm-hmm. podcasts and they talk about it all the time. So I finally just looked it up and it was $3.99 yeah. for the Mac. It's on Steam too. It's on everything. But, um, I think it's even on iOS, but it's like, Apparently, and again, I haven't fired it up yet, but it's it does some really revolutionary stuff with okay. the adventure game system. Things that I guess maybe people aren't even doing. Yeah, is it, and it's an old game. It's an old game. I don't remember what year, but hmm. it's I, sometime between Prince, like uh, probably before Sands of Time, I think. Anyway, hmm. it's supposed I, to be excellent. I've been inspired to play uh, adventure games too because uh, I watch a bunch of people playing on, on Twitch playing um, I saw um, Day9 play uh, the, the Big and uh, King Quest, King's Quest 6 I think. And it was really inspiring to just try to play these games with a kind of a, a game design mind like to see what what worked and what didn't instead of just going in there and being frustrated at the first weird thing and stopping playing and it's it's really interesting like Justin you saw me play uh, Quest for Glory 4 yeah. on Twitch what did you think how how did it feel I don't know like those games are like not my thing they always escape me but like they're undeniably good because like so they have such a large audience yeah. and uh, I don't know I didn't feel more like uh, inspired to to play them but there is a curiosity there where it's like, what are these about? It's great because you don't have to play them. You just see them <laughs> playing it instead. Yeah, but I find like these games are actually very watchable because they are really just more like watching a story unfold. Yeah. Like no one's going to brag about how good they are about playing like yeah. King's Quest or anything because it's all very like there's some branching stuff, but it's pretty linear. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun to watch. And it's also pretty fun. To, like I, I had maybe like eight people watching and it was still enough so that when I'm stuck or when I don't know really what to do, I can ask around yeah. what you guys think I should go to. When you play this game, these games as more of a game designer, like do you get extra frustrated at some problems, no, it's or you you appreciate the, how they solve their problems or stuff like that? Or no, it's 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 more the opposite. Like I know why the problems are there most mm-hmm. of the time, and I. I move on and go to the good stuff instead. You don't, like, notice something that uh, most people won't, wouldn't notice and go, you didn't even try or <laughs> like, something like that. Like, you you saw, Justin, the, the fighting system in that game. It's oh, pretty terrible. Mm, yeah, I don't <laughs> think, yeah. But, like, if you get frustrated at that and just don't see the rest of the game, it would be kind of sad. Yeah, and there's really good writing in them, too. Lots of yeah. puns, yeah. which I appreciate. <laughs> there's a lot of puns, but there's also a lot of weird, real-life references. Yeah. Like you were saying, some of the characters were... Uh, yeah, like they had like um, imitations of voices of people. Like yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was like Jack Nicholson, Nicholson and uh, Rodney Dangerfield. And like, it's just three random people in the game and you're like... really dates it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're wondering, who's the third guy supposed to be? It's a bad imitation, surely, but who is it? So oh, yeah, It's weird sometimes. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it has a weird sense of humor. Quest for Glory is, is, is a good one to try out and see. Even, well, okay, so it's an adventure game like uh, like the old King Quest and, and all that, but there's also RPG elements so that you have stats, and that's a bit out of place sometimes. Like, for example, if you see a, a bird's nest in a tree, and you're like, I'm going to climb it, 
because there's a you can climb stuff. But if you don't have a, a high enough uh, climb value, it will you will just try and fall off the tree. So you have to grind. To so solve you have to puzzles. grind <laughs> to solve some puzzles, which is it's pretty boring. <laughs> like I spent 20 minutes uh, grinding for uh, balance in the Quest for Glory 3 yesterday, and it was just what am I doing? But if you if you think a bit more than I I did, you can realize that there are other ways to get the nest in the tree. For example, like you oh. have a spell that makes it fall or something oh, like that. So there's cool. m- many ways that you can solve puzzles in that game. Speaking of boring, I'll just throw in really quickly that I also um, tried to play DC Universe online. Uh-huh. Which took like yeah. It was like a 25 gigabyte download. I played Ooh. it for like half an hour and then just erased it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I don't even really want to talk about it. Just just to say that I tried it and it was, it was a... An MMO. <laughs> but I keep I keep doing that with MMOs. Like I did the uh, what's the, the last one that came out, Wild Star or something. Yeah, I don't know. It was, a lot of people really like that one. But it's still an MMO. Like it's still kind of boring. Every time I yeah, fire it up, I'm like, oh yeah, it's an MMO. Yep. Yeah. Like oh, I see you. Want to do this? Also, Justin, last um, uh, last Friday you did some uh, streaming. Yeah. Well, we okay. Yeah. No, I guess that's right. We did yeah, the stream of it, but we didn't it, talk about it. Okay. I'm getting confused. I was living in suspense. Yeah. No. We so yeah. So we did do the the live stream of our Famicom purchases that we just went in blindly from. Uh, I had a board game. I thought it would be a shoot 'em up and it turned out to be a board game. This is the, the game, game of life. life. Oh, and uh, it was <laughs> really weird, but... The most boring board game in the which, world. You know, a, bo- a true board game. Oh, B-O-R-E-D. Yes. And uh, it was, like, at one point, like, you're just going through and, like, God challenged us to a game of rock, paper, scissors. We lost, so he kicked us off a hill. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess it, it's probably a deeper game of life because mm. there seems to be more options but we don't know because we can read the text yeah right so uh, the graphics are really cool in it though. it was yeah yeah and um john had a cooler game i can't even remember the title but it was like a little old actiony arcade style game and uh we actually played that one for almost an hour yeah it was fun to figure out what the systems were and actually play a new game a new nes game that's kind of good yeah it's longer than i played dc universe <laughs> And it was, I, I think what was cool about that though is it really kind of like harkened back to like when you were a kid and you only had one game to play. And even if it wasn't that good, you still like, well, it's the only thing I got. So we were a little more invested in it and thought, well, let's just keep playing it until we get good at it. So it did sort of have that nostalgic feel of like when you rented something and you weren't sure and you're like, well, let's give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. We'll try to do that again. We'll try to find more. Random card. Like I watched your stream yesterday. Yeah, you we'll and Andy. Do it again. Actually, when I'm finished here, I'll probably go back upstairs and we'll turn that thing on again. I'm trying to decide. We could just leave that thing on forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just us working and talking. So, um, oh, I've listened to it as well. It was, it was fun. Yes. Well, what do what, what you do on the stream? Nothing. It just we just turned on Google Hangouts and Andy and I were working. And we just talked the way we always talk while we're working, and that was it. So it's no, but it, it was pretty much like uh, hanging out with you uh, in the. Yeah. It's like we're all being uh, uh, perverts watching you. It's great. Yeah, that's the idea, except for the pervert part. It's like yeah. what you always wanted. <laughs> I always wanted. That. Well, yeah. If if Andy could take his shirt off, that would be the best. Yeah, don't, don't tempt him. I'm sure he'll do it. Okay, I'll ask him later on. Uh, Andy, uh, the uh, other Andy, uh, not uh, our yeah. Andy, but uh, you can work with your shirt off here if you if you feel like it. But uh, in the meantime, can you tell us if you uh, played something uh, recently? Uh, yeah, actually, last night um, I was playing this um, recently translated um, game from Konami. It was um, Lagrange Point. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this translation's been in the works since like ten years ago or something like that. But yeah, it's like this turn-based RPG, kind of 
feels like a weird mix of like Earthbound and like hmm. Fantasy Star kind of. It's like a futuristic setting and like kind of dark. Like right off the bat, like aliens are invading and like kind of just like taking over colonies where people living i don't know and uh because it's konami and on the famicom i guess good music yeah really good music and it's actually one of the few konami games that or like one of the few nes games that like has um an expansion chip in it and like they actually have like a yamaha like fm synthesizer so it almost sounds like a genesis like game when you're playing it yeah you're you're now our our resident uh, music expert uh, yeah, 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I we'll now understand things. a little bit more about, like, the technical side of music, but I'm, like, terrible when it comes to actually, like, knowing how to make music, yeah. Well, we'll keep our expectations high. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, yeah, one day. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Have you been playing Destiny I, a whole lot? Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to get the Krithark to give me a legendary. He's the... Worse. What does that mean? <laughs> it's like, because in the game you collect, like, items that aren't identified, and then you go see this guy, and he identifies the items for you. And there's a random chance it might be a legendary item, which is a rare item that's pretty pent out. No luck. Like, I got one <laughs> once, and it was for another uh, class, so I can't even use it. So and you can probably get whole sets, right? Uh, sorry? You can probably get whole sets of, of these legendary... Yeah, well, there's, like, basically when you're at the end game, like, when you're, you've reached, like, your level cap, that's the only way to, like, rank up and progress, like, the in the game, so, yeah, it's really frustrating. How many hours are you in? I'm not sure, like, probably <laughs> 30. 30? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't... Jeez. Here's a, here's a semi-dev question. Do you think that that item is randomized when you go to the Cryptarch or when you find it out on yeah. the field somewhere? It's and probably, why? I'm pretty sure it's when you go to the Cryptarch because um, I believe if you were to level up, like it'll actually give you uh, an item that fits. The oh, so yeah. So if you were to on. level after you found it, it would yeah. change, right? Did you say? Do you guys see that? I don't remember. Where I saw this. That. that um, that that room, you know, in Super Mario Brothers three, when you go into the room and have to pick one of the three chests. Okay, yeah. I just read somewhere online that when you when you go in that room, it tells you to toad ask you to pick one of the three chests, but it doesn't matter which one you pick because it's it's randomized and selected when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's so just like fucking if, with you. It doesn't matter which. Yeah, chest I've, you I've heard something about like Mario Party too, where like the dice when you go to like roll the dice, it's already like got the number figured <laughs> out. So you you just like hit a block for no reason. It's like all the mobile games these days. It's like oh, open one of these three chests, you might get something rare, but no, it's all set. Yeah. Ah, so like if you saved it on like an emulator, yeah. no matter which one you picked, it's it's always going to be the the one they decided for you. <laughs> yeah, I think well, it's so. You should test it every time, but well, it's it, it'd be, be the same item it'd be ra- it's random before you enter the room. Huh. As soon as you enter the room, and then if you saved it, I guess yeah, you could check you if, test uh, it. Yeah. That's yeah. your mission for this week. Nice, <laughs> I got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already entered it, but let's go further into the dev corner. Mm. 
Carl? Death Corner. Death Corner. <laughs> I wish we had uh, sort of a Reggie Watts-like uh, team song that he would make for us. But We're going to get Andy on it. Yes. That's your homework right. for this week. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, Death Corner. Like uh, uh, Carl, you requested uh, the Death Corner questions. So, what are they? Please. Oh, I, I had one question. I have many questions. But yes. didn't you say this one? You kind of answered this one already. I had a question about engines. I know you guys, you guys use your own, like a custom engine for Mercenary Kings, right? I just wondered why and why not Unity and what the difference was between Unity is mostly a 3D engine, right? Yeah, well, when we were kind of deciding what engine we should use, um, I think the, um, there weren't that many options at the time. Like three years ago, there was Unity, but it was mostly 3D. Not like, pricey, but it was still like an expansion since we we only had like a 2D game. We didn't really need the power, like the, the 3D and all that stuff. So um, it was fairly easy to like, build an engine on our own. And the ports, and, right, were not yeah. supported super well back yeah, then? Yeah, exactly. Um, one of our main objectives was to release on, on consoles. And at the time, Xbox Live Arcade was kind of the big thing for uh, downloadables. And yeah, um, XNA was the only framework that would allow you to release on Xbox. And we ended up not being on Xbox. Yeah, well, we were, <laughs> we were on Xbox, but it was on Xbox Live Indie Games, which is total garbage. It's like a well, it became garbage. It was fine at the time. It was always I think garbage. It was pretty garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's because yeah. it's, it's open to everybody. Yeah, and it's pretty yeah. easy to come up with it. Just Minecraft game. clones and zombie things. And I think at the time it wasn't even Minecraft clones. It was like really shitty games made in paint. And, yep. Or like uh, some sort of like Avatar. Yep. Fighting yeah, games or yeah, like dating sims. So if you had to do it again now. And you hadn't built an engine, would you just build one from scratch again? It really depends on what you're hoping to achieve, I think. Like, I would recommend people go with Unity, especially with all the 2D tools that they have, and they're pretty on the ball with um, having ports for all these consoles now. Yeah, with that said, I, like, we don't want to, like, reproduce the same mistakes we did with XNA, where we were kind of stuck with our ports. We had the kind of wait for people to solve that issue for us a little bit. So, um, yeah, we weren't kind of free to release on whatever system we wanted. So that's kind of like our plans, like in the near future to build an engine in C++ and then tackle the, the ports on our own. Yeah, have more freedom and not have to wait for people to solve our issues for us. So, okay, so so back a step then, like what is what is building an engine actually entail? Like where do you even start something like that is it just uh, all processing inputs and like like telling yeah. like mapping where things go on the screen well you open a bracket like i'm asking as a, as <laughs> a complete, as a complete and then... noob like i'm actually curious like where do you even i don't i don't know either by the way so don't don't worry about it basically the like a game engine is a way to tell like a computer like how to draw your game then you handle inputs to like match them to actions in the game. You need like a sound engine of some sort to play sounds and music and networking and just a bunch of modules. So can you, I mean, and all that's from scratch or do you like steal bits and pieces from here? Like if I was building a website in CSS or whatever, I'd probably just grab chunks of code I found elsewhere that was sort of useful and then kind of like 
yeah. work it backwards to suit my purposes, and then it would be a jumble of that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. you know, or do you start from nothing? So well, I find like a lot of engines are usually based on top of like frameworks. Um, usually there's like, for instance, there's SDL, which is like a windowing library that does a lot of, a lot of like the common stuff you'd want to make for a game engine. So like input handling, being able to like make a window and like draw onto it, audio and just like some of that stuff. Yeah. It's like, useful to leverage someone else's library because they've already ported it to other platforms. Yeah, I think we'd still work on, like, like use libraries to make it a bit faster, like, ease the burden and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah, you can you can still write, like, abstractions over top of those platforms. So if you use a library and you decide later that, like, it's not working out for you, as long as you have, like, a little bit of a layer above that, that, that you're never working directly with like the low level yeah. stuff, then it's like you can, can just swap, it. yeah, you can just swap it for like if you need a console port or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yeah. so just to uh, recap that, it's magic. Yeah. Uh, it's, magic. no, actually, I understood all that. And, and you, you, you guys are kind of looking around as though this is like, boring to people, but it's exactly the shit I want. No, I, on, it's kind of comforting to know that there's people that like know this stuff. Yeah. And like, it is like magic. That's it, why, yeah. that's why I'm so fascinated by yeah. it. No, it is fascinating, but it's, it's a thing that I really wouldn't want to work on. Cause it yeah. seems like way too like hands on, on, on all the technical side of things. And I, I, I'm not bored. I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. I don't have the headspace for that. It's, yeah. it's useful to like make an engine for a game or like, actually have like a use in mind if you're just making yeah. an engine for the sake of it it's gonna go nowhere because like i don't know lots of people fall into that trap mm -hmm. like, try to make an engine for everything i think yeah, if you're starting out or like even for like small teams i wouldn't recommend doing your own thing i would i would say go with unity or like unreal yeah whatever there's like tons of options out there it really depends on like how much control you want over it, but at the same time, like these tools are there's tons of people using them, and it really how do you say that? Like it just good communities that will help you, or yeah, well it it just like if you don't have to focus on the engine part, like you can just focus on gameplay mm. and making your game and not worry about all that technical stuff. Right. Yeah. In our case, I think we're at the like that point where we kind of need something more bare bones and or like more catered to our needs so mm. that's kind of why maybe we'll switch to like our own thing again so so it, our engine would be way way specialized for 2d right yeah if like i would never do a 3d engine like i would go with unreal or yeah. unity but since it's a 2d game it's fairly simple to hit something out I'm satisfied. <laughs> I actually have a really good question for next dev corner. Oh, save it. Nice, <laughs> excellent. Uh, besides that, um, we usually talk about what we're up to. So, uh, uh, Dom, you've been working with Andy now for doing the, uh, the prototype stuff, I believe. So, uh, what are you guys uh, working on right now? We haven't connected a whole lot to to it in in the work that we've been doing because I've been trying to figure out how the level generation should work design wise. Well, you're working more on the details on the tech side, right? Yeah, right. So right now I'm just kind of like, well, for one, I'm still kind of just getting acquainted with the engine a little bit more. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, just kind of figuring out some details we want to work out to 
to make it easier to do the procedural level generation. Yeah, yeah. procedural generation. Andy, when you came in here and you started working with that engine, did you secretly think this is a shitty engine? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> that's direct. Wow. You can be honest. I think it was. I think it was well designed, and like I think it was. Look at you! Well, just <laughs> shit stirring. Kind of like with a, I didn't expect it. Right like now. a running gun kind of game in mind, and I think it suits that purpose like really well. Cool. Yeah, and I think it can suit. Yeah, at first it was designed for Wizard, which is really <laughs> not oh, yeah. mercenary things. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah, just okay, <laughs> you're fired as well. At least, at least one person is fired every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When JF is on the podcast, now he fires people. <laughs> yeah, going, still making levels. Uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll Finally. Be, yeah, like it's it's. You mean uh, in your work? You yeah. Might die. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, another week of levels, and I think after this month, I'll be done. Like the raw like creation side of that and then next two months uh i think paul also just finished his like last animation today so because yeah, we never officially said it but paul is animating bad guys and bosses for the game yes paul robertson paul robertson yes uh, uh pixel artist extraordinaire yeah, yeah he's... and uh, so yeah yeah he takes your design and then he animates it and makes yep. them move around yeah uh... all the bosses is his handiwork Mm -hmm. And uh, it's look, I mean, as expected, it's amazing. Yep. So uh, it's going to be a, another two solid months of work. It's going to be like, mm -hmm. I think the bosses will be the biggest addition for mm -hmm. the next little while. And then, of course, playtesting and balancing and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. but uh, at least for a level sort of design side of things, it's going to be done by the end of this month. And Jeff, you've been uh, managing Kickstarter stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting sh shipping labels and all that stuff sort of is. Labeling stuff seems to be the most complicated, the hard stuff of all of the Kickstarter stuff. Like it's yeah, to figure all that out. The mess. You like, just don't want to mess up. Are right? you using Indicia? Sorry. There's a there's a company called Indicia mm -hmm. that we were we use to ship stuff. Oh, yeah. studio. And it basically, like you you, it's a piece of software and you plug in your stuff really quickly, and it just spits out. If you have a little zebra printer, a thermal printer, just spits these things out. They're ready to go postage. You just have a fund of postage. And Where were you at the yeah. start of the week? You just slap it on the labels and then we take I, a giant cart of stuff and just dump it. At the I'm seeing uh, Jeff's eyes uh, <laughs> light up and it seems like that might be... Stars <laughs> and tears. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yesterday I thought I had a solution and it was all... It involved whiskey a, and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then this morning, I started, like, printing labels for Australia and Europe and all that stuff. Then when I saw, like, the price for, like, just shipping oh. five posters... Can I guess, post? Uh, no, with FedEx, it cost 120 to, uh, Australia just for five posters. <laughs> One like, package. This is ridiculous. It's going to cost us, like, 20000 just to fulfill our shipping. Like, our... Our rewards. So that was so. I was kind of back to square one this morning and trying to figure 
had a better solution. So yeah, if any listeners were thinking of doing a Kickstarter, just think about it really well, especially the shipping yeah, part. Try to make a huge Kickstarter just so you don't have to like worry about that stuff and hire someone to do it. Guys, we're topping 35 minutes, so I suggest that we are ending, or is there anyone has something to talk about or share, or you know, want to say like a, a, a secret they want to share, or uh, an advice they want to <laughs> You, you tell? seem like you want to tell us, uh, share with <laughs> something I, to I, I, I was hoping someone would go first, but Given that no one does, I'll share a secret next week. Oh. So, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dom looks at me like you've. It's, it's, it's a cliffhanger. It, gets, it's it the brings people cheapest back. cheapest cliffhanger of all time. It's pretty. It's a cliffhanger <laughs> without any stakes, which are the best kind. There's going to be a secret. There's going to be a secret. Anyways, uh, guys, where can we find your work uh, on the internet this week? Or we'll find you because you, we can find your work at Tribute Games. But uh, where can we find you on the internet? I also draw some stuff and put it on Twitter at Dumb2D sometimes. There you go. Yeah, uh, I post stuff at like Egg Boy Color on Twitter. Yeah, Justin underscore Seer, C-Y-R. Follow me on Twitter at JF Major with a zero instead of an O. Well, I'm at Carl Kershaw on Twitter and Tumblr and place oh also if you're a if you <laughs> you are or know a background painter maybe you should contact me not for any reason yeah yeah, yeah. and and check out your comic book too yeah it's in stores now so you burn you burn the other one burn uh, the other one well i don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we're halfway through issue three now we'll see what happens yes. but if you are a background painter or no one you know feel free to get in touch all right Uh, you can find me at Enig Belzil. Uh, I, I take pictures of what is happening in this wonderful company uh, and talk, uh, say silly stuff about television that I watch. Also, uh, you can fi you can find Tribute Games at Tribute Games, where uh, we keep you updated on these uh, new episodes and what we're working on. Please uh, give us a review on iTunes so the the show may be uh, may live and become more popular and popular. And uh, that's pretty and much it. Follow us on Twitch at Tribute Games. Also, yes, it's on Twitch where we. We uh, often stream uh, games, uh, and so... Not so often, but at some point we'll do it often. We'll, we'll do it uh, more and more and more. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See ya.